You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Good evening and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm John, I'm your host for this evening. And tonight I'm joined by Director of Scottish Football Forums and Podcast, Craig Hyden. Alright, uh, well, despite the the obvious reasons, uh, I'm doing alright, thanks. Glad to be back on. So what's the obvious reasons? Um, there might have been a humiliation at the weekend. Uh, I might, we might discuss that uh, a wee bit. Uh, I'm very tempted to brush over it, but I don't think it'd be fair. I think that we need to, to cover it in get, detail, sadly. Yeah, get toward right in, basically. <laughs> yes, yes, I. Uh, so tonight, Chris can't make it because he's away on holiday at Centre Parks. Well, uh, can, I, can I say that I'm, I'm glad Chris can't make it? Yeah. Because I know that he would have been winding me up. He already is. He sent a picture on WhatsApp uh, making a particular note of today's date. I would have said it's the, the 1st of the 5th. But he's 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 got five one. No, I think it was. Was it not one five? <laughs> I suppose it is. That's the scoreline. That's how it read, isn't it? Aye. So that's what you put. Um, Aye. As long as he doesn't do the hand thing like the the Hearts fans. See if that turns into a thing, I'll not be happy. Aye. Well, that's the second time they beat you five one. So they've done that. They did. They've already done that. That's a trademark by Hearts, I think. Um, yeah. And then John, he can't join us because he's in his honeymoon. That's why he he can't make it, and Hamish is just doing the piss. He said, like, "Aye, it was as simple no as that, wasn't it?" Aye, aye. So fair enough. Uh, so I plenty to talk about, uh, and we've got some good news again. We've had some good news recently in terms of the charity bet. So we went for something slightly different for the first goal scorer bet. We had picked up once before. I think we got similar odds. We went for Stevie Marlin, for St Mirren. I know, it romped in, never have we been so pleased for St Mirren to score first, eh, and especially for Stevie Marlin to score 10-1, which adds £100 to the, the jackpot for the charity bet, I should say. So, we're actually now... £427 oh, is yeah. in the pot. And, which is tremendous considering not so long ago we were struggling to break the £200 mark. Yes, yes, eh, we only really started winning eh, this year. There was, there was a couple. It was three last year, but yeah. I use are doing well. It's mainly been first goal scorers. We've been coming up with the goods. It's the the actual trebles or whatever we've been doing for a little bit haven't been that successful, uh, which leads us on to the other bit. So we picked Aloha to win 1-0. Uh, they came in. Oh, sorry, we picked Aloha to win and they won 1-0. We picked up Broth, uh, who won 3-2. And we picked Falkirk, and unfortunately, with Falkirk and Queen of South, it was a Desmond. The charity bet was let down, Falkirk. Yes, but then I think at that stage, we we weren't too first. Because we had uh, we'd sealed the £100 one. Aye, ah, but it'd be, nice brilliant. To, it'd be nice to get both of them up. That would have been yep. so... So I'm looking back at the, the results we've had, John, and Hearts, Ross County and Livy, we had that in August. But then since then, it's been first scorers. Aye. Jason Cummins, Liam Buchanan, Shane Sutherland, Ian Russell, twice in a row, Stephen Doby, and then Malin. So, you never know, we might break the £500 mark. Be difficult. Aye, it's... The first scorer mark is something I don't really do on a personal level. Uh, I don't think it's much of a risk. Uh, Any time goal scorer, but not, not first goal scorer. So, yeah, you've done well to, to manage to, to pick... 
some uh, decent results there and 10 to 1 as a value as well. Absolutely. Uh, St Mirren went on to win that game as well 5 now. So that's them out of the, the playoff spot, which is good news for them. There's a game to go and it was against Braith Rovers who are now in the playoff spot. But still all to play for. You would think either doomed because there's a 10 goals, there has to be a 10 goal swing for there to avoid relegation. Yep. Um, and it wasn't that long ago that St Mirren were, was uh, really the stock. Yeah. In Scottish football, they, they, they couldn't buy a win. And then now they've went on a, a superb run. Well, I think in January they were on something like 13 points. So the terrific run. Um, I think as well, it yeah. was helped. Jack Ross managed to ship players out they didn't want once he'd assessed the squad and then brought players in. And they're actually yep. the third highest scorers in the league after Hibs and Falkirk, even though they're eighth in yes. the table. Yep. We'll see what happens. Right, right. done well. It's going to be an entertaining weekend in the lower leagues all ring. Who manages to avoid relegation? Who gets into playoff spots? Avoids them. In terms of fixtures in the championship, prior to well, you've it's really this is all sneaked up on me, John. Aye. The the end of the season. See when I'm, I'm here in like down south, the the leagues have, have finished their their regular season, and then the the lower leagues are finishing. Up. I don't know. It just this year seems to have caught me out a bit. It's even more so unlikely that there's going to be a 10 goal swing at the bottom because Wraith and they play each other. So, yeah, we'd have to win by probably 11 now, actually, to avoid the allegations. <laughs> That's them um, doomed. The other end, um, it was all decided a while ago with Hibs winning the league. Yep. And Falkirk, Dundee United, and Morton. The only thing that's still to be decided is who's going to finish second and who gets the extra rest. Yes, all right, because of these silly playoff. Um, and they, they both get tough fixtures. They're both away from home. Falkirk are away to Dumbarton, who again have had again a good season when you consider they're part time. Um, and they should should be alright. And Dundee United are away to Morton. So it could end up a situation where Dundee United and Morton are sick of the sight of each other. Because they could end up playing the, play- the play- end up playing in the playoffs. Aye, uh, the playoffs are heavily weighted in favour of, of whoever it is from the top tier. Because that's still wide open there. could be a number of them. I think Inverness are looking dead and buried now. But above that, it could be anybody. Oh, aye. We'll come on to that later. You're getting ahead of the script. Oh, aye, sorry. Come on, come on, Craig. I know it's been a while, but come on. Uh, so, League One, again, it was wrapped up a while ago by Livingston. Uh, Aloha are confirmed in the playoffs, and they'll, they're finishing second. But in terms of third and fourth... Airdrie and Brecon are currently in no spots, but you've got East Fife just on them. That's Queen's Park as well, but Queen's Park, again, goal difference, probably put to their hopes. East Fife could have a chance, though. Let's see what happens at the weekend there. And the other end, it's either Peterhead or Stenhouse Muir who will get automatic relegation. And then, as, a po- as to who's going to be in the playoffs, Strunrar, they're not out of danger. But probably all right, again, down to goal difference. They are getting minus five, whereas Stenhouse Muir are getting... I had minus 16, so it should be just one of the bottom two will go down, the other one will be in the playoff as well. And then League 2, it's between our both and Forfa for automatic promotion. Forfa slipped up at the UK. And then you've got Arnon, they're fine, Montrose and Elgin for the last playoff spot. So I don't to play for. The other end of the table, we had pyramid, well, the pyramid playoff at the weekend, the start of it. Bucky and East Coast drew 2 all in the first leg. All to play for in, the in terms of who they play, probably Kelden Beath, but they're not out of it. Uh, Clyde and Berry can't out because goal difference wise, they're the weekend. Kelden Beath, which is a tough tough ask, especially when they're going to push in for the playoff spot. Clyde are at Montrose and Berwick 
Edinburgh City. So there'll be a lot of nervy moments at the, in the lower leagues at the weekend. Yes, aye. A squeaky bum time. Definitely, aye. aye. We've got a, a few more games before that's the case, if at all, John. I'm sure we'll discuss that later. We have. We can probably move on to that now. Well, you can start us aye, off. we're going to discuss the the first game of the the weekend, the Saturday lunchtime game, the one that's uh, that awkwardly was... placed. Aye, I suppose that, that wasn't the first game of the weekend. Oh, you're right, it wasn't, play. sorry. Aye. But you can discuss that first, aye. Aye, aye, see, it was all leading up to that for me. <laughs> Uh, but see this 12 o'clock kickoff, it's nonsense. I live uh, in Stirling, and you get through to Glasgow for the game, which isn't a, a, a sizable trek. But see if you want to have a beer or two before the game. You need to start. You need to start the journey pretty early. I was on the train up at the back of eight in the morning. It's just, it's not right. And all I wanted to do was have uh, two cans of beer. Two cans of beer. That's it. But it's just, aye, just awkward. But aye, uh, enough about that. Enough about the beer because I, I suppose I should compliment Celtic for humbling Rangers. Really, uh, as a, a Rangers fan, I could talk lots about the things that I seen in the match that I, I'll moan about. I'll moan about the, the referee fouls that weren't given, etc., etc. But the stark reality was that Celtic won five one, and it could have been more. There was a period in the game at 4-0, especially when Celtic, they just seemed to step back and just think, right, OK, we'll just make do with this. Uh, in the first half, they could have scored quite a few, uh, hitting the bar, some decent saves. Aye, it was, it wasn't wasn't comfortable viewing, that's for sure, as a Rangers fan. Uh, you'd probably be better off talking about the beer. That'd probably <laughs> yes. cheer you up more. Yes, aye, aye. I, I didn't even have a, a pie. Oh, you didn't even have a pie? No, they had a special offer. They had Sprite uh, for £2.50 for a, a Sprite. And I thought, right, I'll get that. That might cheer me up. No, didn't even have that. It ran out. Was a, was a Sprite just to pour your, whis- your uh, whiskey in? <laughs> no. Your, your vodka? No I, wasn't, no, I wasn't doing that this time, John. Uh, I was a law-abiding citizen. Law-abiding citizen. But yeah, but yeah actual incidents. Uh, I was disappointed that... Uh, Sports scene didn't mention the the guy who went on the pitch. Yeah, I'm surprised at that. That they never. Yep, uh, I, I don't want to in any way glorify what he did, but I think that we certainly shouldn't be hiding away from it because it was embarrassing, it was shocking. We should be highlighting it to ensure that it doesn't happen again. Definitely. And highlighting it to any would be pitch invaders to just stay in your seat. Uh, I, I just I don't understand it. Uh, the the goal occurred. Uh, the manner in which the penalty was given was frustrating as a fan it wasn't quite clear what was happening it looked to me like the ref had uh, consulted his fourth official who was further away than both him and his linesman uh, I couldn't see whether it was a penalty or not I, I couldn't tell at all so it was frustrating as a fan and then it was given the uh, tensions were pretty high anyway uh, Sinclair and, and Brown etc decided to celebrate in front of the Rangers fans. Uh, it was at the Rangers end, so they'd be they'd do well to celebrate and not wind people up. But to jump out of your seat, that's just it's embarrassing. Uh, and it went on, and I'm not even sure what the guy was supposedly trying to do. I don't know. Did you see it on the telly? Did they show you much of it? 
never seen it. I, I, I thought the cameras never caught it. That's what, by all accounts. That's what I've heard. Yes. So, so it was right. In, it was right in front of me, really. A guy jumped over and he ran towards Brown, and by the time he reached Brown, uh, he wasn't flinging punches or anything like that. He, he certainly went across in an aggressive manner, and certainly Brown would have felt threatened by it. But he, he wasn't throwing punches, which was confusing. It was almost as if he'd half changed his mind. Uh, the ref stepped in to to keep them apart. Tavernier stepped in as well, and it was Tavernier that ended up shepherding the guy back off the pitch uh, with Brown standing behind him. Uh, and then the, the steward, a strange one, uh, I think Chris had mentioned this, uh, I can't remember whether it was Twitter or not, but uh, it was a strange one that the steward seemed to point the guy back to his seat. <laughs> Did now, it? Yeah, it was really strange. Uh, I, I'm telling you, see if he'd got back to his seat, it would not have been a, a pleasant... Uh, welcome by the the fans because we were all standing up shouting at him uh, because he's he's given Rangers a bad name he's given the the team he's, he supposedly supports a bad name at one point he was kissing his badge and banging his chest and he just just really I was going to swear there but just stop it so Aye. the steward kind of pointed him to his seat almost and uh, and and that really angered me and now I'm shouting at the guy to uh, get him arrested uh, perhaps not the, uh, a sensible thing but in the cold light of day uh, I think that he should be arrested I think he should uh, be punished for it but then eventually three stewards ran across the, the pitch and finally caught up with him and then right. I don't know what happened to him I don't know uh, whether he got arrested whether he's spent night in the cells or what I do hope that he's, he was evicted and I do hope that he gets a ban uh, from Rangers because we don't need that Scott Brown's there just playing a game of football. He's not. He's yeah. He's a he's a dick at times. He's playing a game <laughs> yeah. of football. He Aye. doesn't deserve to to feel threatened because that's pretty intimidating. There's there's thousands of fans there that uh, if one person goes on the pitch, a Celtic fan might retaliate and then it might just kick off. So yeah, that's that horrible. Uh, on the subject of Scott Brown, and he could be a bit of a dick at times. I reckon he knew what he was doing when he caught Kenny Miller. Yes, I, think I he agree. Ha- he, ha- he had a look. Yes, yep, I agree. Uh, I don't know if you've seen Kenny Miller's reaction when uh, he finally uh, got up, because he was on the deck for ages, he got up and he realised that uh, he hadn't been sent off. Oh, he was up. You know what Kenny Miller is like, his wee money face. Oh, yeah, but you love Kenny. Oh, I do. Oh, I do. Aye. Yep, definitely. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think Brown knew what he was doing there. Uh, and then there was a there was a few other things he did. Uh, as a as a Rangers fan, as a a fan, I get frustrated at uh, seeing him. Uh, at one point, he patted somebody on the back after they got fouled, uh, taking the piss in front of us. But see, if he was somebody in my team, that's what I would want them to do as well. Oh, just we we little good. things. Yeah. Uh, just get that wee edge because you're wound folk up. He, he plays on the edge, certainly. Yeah, I get frustrated as well when he plays against Aberdeen because it seems Scott Brown needs about three fouls before he gets booked. Um, yep. But, yeah, again, I like that. that he's maybe not the best ability-wise, but yeah, he's able to inspire Celtic. Yes, he's um, found a, quite a, a nice niche by sitting uh, pretty much on top of the, the central defenders and dictating play from there. Uh, he does that pretty well. The other kind of incident that was talked about was the Seminovich tackle. I thought it was a good tackle. 
maybe a bit it's a hard tackle but I don't think there was anything wrong with it well so when it happened uh, I couldn't really see the, the extent of the, the damage caused I couldn't tell how bad a tackle it was uh, but obviously at the time I made a, a judgement that it was the worst tackle in the world and he should be sent off so I was up on my feet shouting uh, and when Craig Gordon uh, was the only Celtic player to actually have any concern about Kenny Miller's safety and at the time I thought Kenny Miller it could have been a, a real serious one yeah. so uh, I appreciated that Gordon was out his goal pretty quickly to, to check he was okay and it, it turned out he was okay he was just a bit shaken up from doing that uh, head over heels flip and then it led to two to decent shots was that when Griffiths hit the bar and was it yeah. Sinclair yeah. maybe had it wide aye Aye, so at that point I'm thinking it was a, a terrible foul, a, a, a red card offence, so I wasn't happy at all. But but looking back, uh, he certainly got the ball. There's, there's no question there he got the ball. Uh, I think I, I don't think it's in any way a red card. Although I do think that I've seen referees give that as a foul. Uh, because the speed of it, the speed he comes through up. Yes, well he connected above his waist, really, with Kenny Miller. Uh, and he's certainly not the only one to do that but uh, I've certainly seen the foul given uh, In terms of Rangers themselves obviously you've seen more more of them than anyone else in the podcast this season I believe was it a diamond system they tried to play yes I was reported and didn't work out terribly well it just yes it, it didn't work out very well but then for all Rangers were, were poor uh, Celtic were, were, were really good uh, they managed to, some of the players, Bayata, for example, completely nullified Wacon. It's as if he wasn't on the pitch. If you look at the highlights in sports scene, you see a, a header by him that just goes by the post. That might have been his only contribution. He was woeful. Uh, and again, from a fan's perspective, uh, a Rangers fan's perspective, I look at Bayata and his style where he, he puts, he seems to put both arms round the shoulders the attacker, certainly Wacon's case, and stops him from jumping and, in my opinion, fouls him. However, the fouls weren't given. The the, uh, the referee deemed it to be okay, so if he was in my team, I would, I would uh, be encouraging that because you're managing to nullify a player and so what if you do even slightly go over that and you, you give away the odd foul or two because you've done your job. Job done. Uh, I think there was quite a few uh, the Celtic players I tried to look and I tried to work out who really impressed me most and I don't think I don't think any of them really stood out and I think that's because pretty much to a man they all played brilliantly there was no real exceptional standout it's just, they, all, they all did their job whatever that may be yeah aye, such a, aye, it's just that way they Light years above everyone just now. Uh, yes. Makes yes. Me, it makes me fear the Scottish Cup final. I just hope that it can catch them on an off day and McKinnis can find a way to kind of beat them. But <sighs> Football, anything can happen. You look at uh, the Cup game against Rangers where they bossed Rangers for large spells, yet it was only 2-0. Rangers uh, were pushing for a goal which would have changed the match and possibly made it a, a bit more of a contest. Anything can happen. Uh, Rangers when they beat Aberdeen 3-0 that looks like it's a one-sided affair yet it was really just a, a five-minute spell 
Oh, it was a yeah, it was a freak five minutes. It just yeah. changed things, you know. It was a freak five minutes, exactly. Yeah. But see what happens. Obviously, there's been talk about Rangers and what they need to do to try and compete, but it's they're a good few years away being able to even try and compete with Celtic, I would think. But yes. there's been a, there's been issue talk about the the situation about contracts and what maybe uh, Warburton gave some players Rangers, too, long, I, I... too long a contract. Yeah, but I don't think they're as bad as they showed certainly at the weekend there. I think the tactics were wrong. I think the tactics were wrong in the Scottish Cup match. Uh, some of the personnel uh, are good enough, uh, not good enough to compete for the title. Uh, I think there's very few there. Uh, I think Kenny Miller is one that continues to shine. Yeah, he's uh, the best player by far this season, I think. Yes, fodering up goals. Uh, I think he's, as all goalies have, they've got the the weaknesses. Uh, he hates coming out for a high ball. Yes, he is shot stopping, uh, brilliant. Uh, his distribution's a bit iffy, but shot stopping, uh, no complaints there at all. Other than that, I'm starting to really struggle to see players who I would really want in a first eleven. Barry McKay, uh, I think he deserves a spot, but. But perhaps from the bench occasionally, because he, he really is a confidence player, and when he has no confidence, he's he's almost a waste of a shot. Ah, well, Coutinho's not really played that much, are they? Since he took over, on and off, yes, yeah, he's uh, he's still young, I think, and I think he's still young in the head. Uh, he really needs to be managed carefully. But other than that, I don't know. You're looking Clint Hill, quite like him in defence, but how long can he? Yeah, last. Uh, Wallace has had Wallace. a bad season. He, he really needs somebody in front of him that allows him to make his bomb and runs forward. Uh, if he's not got that, then Mackay is, is a guy that would complement him. Tavernier, look, sooner he realises that he's a winger, the better. Because yeah. he's, he's certainly not a defender. His centre midfield actually was pretty good. Uh, that could maybe be a, a future for him but certainly not when he's got defensive responsibilities because he ends up ends up in the, the final third too often and losing the ball or diving into a challenge and not winning it but you've got the likes of Hull and Halliday Rossiter Windass all with contracts till 2020 I think it's interesting you bring up uh, Rossiter because uh, He's a forgotten man in the Rangers squad because he, he's been injured. He just keeps getting injured. There's not really any sign of him coming back. Uh, Crancher, uh, he, he should be back for next season. Uh, it's, it's interesting thinking that, that him and Barton were signed at the start of the season. How, how th- things have changed such a long time ago. Yeah. And then I remember last year with the semi-final talk, there was all the talk about Halliday had Scott Bell in his pocket, whereas... Like Halliday's maybe been found a wee bit in the top play. Ah, you know, he's a big Rangers fan, and that's getting him a lot. Of, uh, he's getting a bit of a buy because of that. Uh, he flies into challenges. Uh, again, that gives him a bit of a buy, but with some sections of the support. But I, I don't think he's good enough. He's certainly not good enough where we play him, and that he, we play him too deep, and it's not really his role. Uh, yeah, but I think he's I think he's good enough for the top tier, but I don't think he's good enough for a, a team that's wanting to be winning the title. Holt, he does a lot of running about again. I don't think he's good enough for a title winning team. Yeah, I'm, I'm struggling. Maybe the the result there's got me a wee bit down, but I'm struggling to to really pick out individuals that I would want uh, to keep if I had the choice. Certainly not Wagon. Certainly not Garner. Garner again. Oh, Garner's a joke of a player. 
he's a bully. That's that again. He gets a buy because of that. Fans fans love that kind of thing. Uh, I mentioned Craig Gordon earlier. How I was quite happy with him. Uh, how he was the only one to be interested in Kenny Miller's welfare. But there was an instant when uh, he caught the ball and Garner. I don't know. Maybe took a, a, an extra step when he didn't need to and bumped him over. Yeah. Gordon didn't make anything of it. See, when you look at uh, some matches, some uh, the way Aguero behaved when Fellini uh, kind of touched heads, there's a lot of that going on, a lot of the the uh, feign and agony. But Gordon didn't. Uh, I, I quite like that, especially in, in that atmosphere. He could have he could have done that, and it would have kicked off, and Garner might have got uh, sent off for it, but he didn't. He just took it as it was kind of intended. It was just somebody going for the ball, and it was just what happens in a game of football. Yeah, but you think you've got Garner, and then I don't know whether it'll be in the plans, but you'll still got to get much money back for him if you do sell him. Yes, you're right. You're right. Uh, I think he would do well uh, with a team that's fighting for survival, a team that, that's quite happy to play a long ball up to him because he, he wins a lot of balls in there, a team that wants a wee bit of fight, uh, he'll certainly give you that. He'll run about like a, a madman as a sole striker, chasing defenders, chasing fullbacks who are just going to clear it before he gets there. Uh, he's, he's he's got a good engine on him doing that. But if you want a if you want a guy who's going to be involved in slick passing, uh, slick attacking passing, he's not your man. What's your verdict on Coutinho so far then? I don't think he does a very good job of getting his point across to the players. Not judging by the the semi final anyway, uh, he, he he seems to keep accepting that it's him to blame as well. Yeah, I'm not sure yet. I think that I think he'll come good eventually, especially how uh, he's really pushing the players fitness wise. He's uh, he's cutting the the number of days off. He's ensuring that they're putting in the, enough time because footballers are are pampered. This half a day nonsense. Yeah. Uh, there's no need. Uh, you don't have to be doing physical exertion for the the full day, but you could be in a, a classroom watching a DVD the game before, watching DVD of your opponents. There's so much you could be doing, so much you could be studying. But footballers are let off with it. It's, they get paid a lot of money for doing very little. I suppose you would need to wait and see until he gets his own players in and how, what kind of system he's going to play. Because so far, I think, because he's played Celtic so many times, he's maybe adapted how he would normally like to play. Yes, yes, yeah, aye. Yep. Although it is uh, coming up uh, another important game in a few weeks' time. That's uh, the one against Aberdeen. Uh, I think that second place is a bit of a pipe dream, but then the result of the weekend there for Aberdeen oh, uh, keeps that, that slight glimmer of hope alive. Tell me about it. We thought we'd have second place secured when we played you. Uh, and it's been delayed a fair bit. In terms of the game against St. Johnson, <coughs> pardon me, didn't look like we created very much. Cause there was a couple of kind of half chances for Kenny McLean. And then, as Perrip told you, we kind of struggled against it, even that we, we tend to struggle against which surprised me a bit with the line-up, the fact that we were also attacking with a line-up. We were obviously hoping that our game would, attacking game would take care of things, but nah, didn't like that. The... Ryan Jack pass. I would say it was a pass back. It's a pass back, but but after that, Jack there the gap, which and then you're one 0 down. It's in ten minutes of an equaliser, and you get hit by a sucker punch there uh, on the counter. So disappointing. Um, the only teams that have taken that have won it, Petardi this season, have been Celtic Rangers, and had a, had a pretty good home record this season. And cup finals obviously coming up. 
you want to kind of get back at, back to winning with or get a wee run together, especially against such a difficult game it's going to be against Celtic. And we've still got difficult games before this clip. We've got Dakota Ibrits, where we lost there in the season. We've got to play Celtic, got to Celtic, which <coughs> we didn't expect really to take points there. I hope this weekend they'll play Hearts. The form that Hearts have been in, I would hope that we could win there, which should secure the second with the, goal, the difference in the goal difference. Oh, that's but, significant, yeah. Um, it's basically an extra point. So, aye, I'm still caught, I'm still fairly confident. I think, it, as I say, I think it should. And you, you hope that the players will, because we, we do struggle in the, after the split. Um, the last two seasons, though, I think it's been more so because there were kind of, in kind of some kind of contention for the title, and then once it's Celtic, that was it, because I wasn't really in place. Yeah. Whereas this season, there's been a wee bit. Um, I would say still my better side. I better think players, you've got better, better players as well. Better individuals, certainly. Um, I'd say a better team as well in terms of team spirit that's one thing um, but yeah some of the big games that's obviously where there has been questions doesn't uh, lie does it and uh, I've watched Rangers a lot this season and uh, we've been we've rarely been emphatic in our victories that's for sure yeah uh, we've had a few kind of comfortable ones yep. like the Motherwell game the Dundee game and uh, I suppose the one thing that you could say as well for Aberdeen that really hasn't been at his best um, he's not scored as many as he has in previous seasons, but we've actually kind of managed to score probably more goals this season. The goals have been a bit more spread about the team, with the likes of McGinn and Hayes chipping in more. We've had Stockley get a few as well. I'd like to see, I think that season, um, I hope Ken McLean stays. He's got a year left in his contract. There have been maybe nasty rumours that Rangers are, are after him. Don't know how much of it's the media or whether it is the media or whether it's true. But Kenny McLean's developed a lot as a kind of player this season. Uh, he was really good last season. But he's had to play a kind of deeper role at times um, and adapt his kind of play. But he's a cracking player, really makes Aberdeen tick. Yep. Um, and especially with the fact that Ryan Jack probably got to go. Um, certainly a kind of key player. Um, but yeah, if he can add a few more goals to his game, that'll take. Um, dangerous Niall McGinn, he's not signed a new contract. You would think by this point, if he's not signed a new contract, he's probably going away. There's been more speculation that Bolton are going to take him um, now that they've been promoted to the Championship. But he, he probably deserves a chance to kind of try down south again. He's given good service to Aberdeen. So, <coughs> won't be going to jump that. Hopefully, he leaves with a Scottish Cup winner's medal, though. Uh, the other area that, in terms of us for improving, and it's clear for a while, is defence at centre-back. We'll wait and see what happens there. Ash Taylor's out of contract. There's a division wet, divide whether you want him to stay or not. Sometimes he looks like he's a... He can be a dominant centre-half, but he's prone to... Laps in concentration. We'll see what happens there. I'd imagine it's in there. I want to resolve. Um, and I suppose Jack might end up. We might not have to sign anyone else because Tandy's coming in anyway. From Inverness. Mm-hmm. You don't hear much of that nowadays, do you? Uh, it used to be quite a big thing. Uh, people signing pre-contact, pre-contracts. Yeah. Ah, it's, it's unusual. I think it's maybe strange. just players wanting to keep their options open. Yes. More so. But you've got the risk, because obviously Callum Patterson, uh, he got injured in January. I think, by all accounts, he's still going to leave in the summer. Uh, clubs in England will probably take the chance on him. He's young enough as well to come back for him. But yeah, I mean, the likes of the players that we have, that uh, Pollock's the only one that signed a pre-contract with MK Dons. But apart from that, they've all just, they're all just letting the club. Yeah. Aye, I'm, I'm looking forward to the uh, that wee faint glimmer of hope between uh, Rangers and Aberdeen. Uh, I hope it. I hope it lasts to at least when we face each other. Uh, and if you do, if you do go on and get second place, I hope you also win the cup. That that would make me happy. Make me happy. I make me very happy. <laughs> I. 
Uh, we can't have Celtic winning everything. We can't just have this uh, complete dominance in Scottish football. Aye. I mean, it, you'd hope maybe they can lose before the games, but I, I honestly can't see it. But the fixtures that they've got, like, I just can't see it. Because uh, the other thing as well, Rodgers has still been pretty much playing the first-choice lineup. He's not really rested players. Whether he might do it, maybe in the before, I don't know, but the rest players, the players that come in, I mean, there you've got the likes of Rodgers on the bench, Forrest, who's up for them. Well, Griffiths, for example. Griffiths, I know. I mean, Coming people in. are saying barely, and Griffiths is more than yes. adequate replacement. Yes. For him, I mean, on Saturday, but I don't think... Well, he could have had uh, a, a hat-trick. Yeah, oh, that goal he scored was so frustrating. It was only when I seen it on the telly that I realised that the keeper had no chance... Oh, yeah. I thought the Pilly. keeper was poor there, but no, nah, yeah. it was a superb strike. Aye, the Pilly hit him. He's really good. You, you wonder if Dembele stays here, whether Griffiths will be still happy playing second best. Mm-hmm. He's far too good. Oh, definitely, yes. Yep. So I will see what happens, but we'll probably be back to the Highland Derby uh, in Vernes for certainly needing the points and f- failed miserably. Uh, another shocking defensive performance from them. The, the freedom they allowed boys for kind of put the goals as well, mistakes. Price should have had a man sent off as well. I don't know if you've seen the boys yeah. Rennie that tried to headbutt. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember who it was, but should have probably seen red. Two fouls for the penalties as well, daft penalties to give away. Oh, clumsy. Aye, especially the one where he got uh, barged in the back. Um, but at the end of the day, I've seen an interview with Richie Foran and he was talking about how... Oh, the team's too nice, are not nasty enough, and need to sign, maybe sign, should have signed some Warriors and real men. But the team's not that much different from the team that finished maybe, what, fourth a couple of seasons back? Was it as high as fourth, fourth or fifth? Yeah, he's, he seemed pretty down, didn't he? And he was uh, kind of criticising himself in that interview. Yeah. Aye. Uh, but he himself maybe seems like he's too nice a guy. I don't know. Maybe just a jelly for him. And then he seemed to try and bring in Malpass light. And I don't know how Ross County, that's sh- Ross County is here for them with the fact that, anyway, mm-hmm. probably could have had more. Yep, but a good time for him to do it as well because it gets him back on the radar for yes. a, a big move because uh, we've all seen it for, for quite a while now that he's, he's got the talent. Uh, he's, he's certainly got the talent of scoring multiple goals in games. Uh, yeah, so I think I think he will get a, a big move. Yeah, I wouldn't be averse to take him at Aberdeen. I'm pretty sure most clubs in the... Yep. The Premiership would be happy to take him. Yep. Yeah. Um, Inverness, you've still got to see a way back for them now. I know there's, what, seven points off Motherwell and Hamilton, but you can't see them. Yeah, I, I think they, they look gone. They have done for a wee while. Yeah. It's just who who really gets sucked into that playoff spot where there's so tight down there. But it's looking like the Atlantic shot to Motherwell. Yeah. Uh, Last week in the podcast, we were talking about predictions, and they were talking uh, John and Chris for kind of questioning the appointment of Neil McCann. He obviously has done a bit of coaching before, so he's not totally experienced in terms of management. <coughs> Pardon me, and Dundee got a bit of a bounce with the, the appointment because they got a win at Motherwell, so big win for them. Yes. Um, and oh, possibly onwards and upwards, upwards for them. They, and they've got they've got Motherwell on Saturday. Oh no, sorry. Dundee are away to Kelly. Dundee away to Kelly. Um, Kelly in good form as well though they've done well under McCulloch so oh definitely I am surprised at how well he's done still not he seems to talk quite well as well uh, but he gets interviewed after games but he's right into getting his badges uh, at quite an early age well I say early age but uh, when he still had a wee bit of his career left to go yeah 
plenty of experience as well from obviously playing downtown. Maybe I learned a few things down. But I think people are surprised that he's not been given the job yet, but it's maybe a kind of, he's happy to just see how it goes. Yes, uh, as well. Another job would come up, or he'd be more interesting. But yeah, Kamara have been really good, I think, under McCulloch. Clean sheet as well at the weekend, they've been certainly harder to beat. And I, I think I heard right that Hamilton were unbeaten at home in 2017 prior to that match. Did they? No, I hadn't heard uh, that. I, I don't know. It seemed a strange one, considering where they are in the league. But mm-hmm. they do draw. They do draw a lot of games. Um, I know they beat us on the Hamilton, but yeah, you know. Aye. So what's the plan? Are we? Uh, what's the plan for the the charity bit uh, for well, this we coming do, weekend? Because we'll need to do predictions first of all. But what do you mean in terms of the plan for the charity bit? Aye, no, no. I was just saying uh, just a bit. That's all I was saying. But yeah, you're right about the predictions. I forgot about that. Aye. Let's see. First of all, we've got Inverness and Hamilton's the early kickoff. That's a weird one for an early kickoff, isn't it? I think it's good. It's refreshing. I think Sky's probably thought right. Well. Let's let's move away from uh, the procession, really. Uh, it's, uh, Celtic and and look at a game that that should be a good one because this is Inverness fighting for their lives, really. Uh, I think that it's going to be goals, and this that's for sure. But I'm going to go for a Hamilton one. I'm going to go two one. Hamilton. Um, I'll go for a draw. One uh, all. Uh, Inverness are twenty three to twenty. The draws twelve to five and Hamilton are five to. 10. Um, let's stop. Get Celtic at home. Do you know? I think Celtic shown signs of. I've kind of t- taken their eye off the ball a bit when the, the league was won. Uh, they started dropping points, uh, and then that was blown away by their performance against Rangers <laughs> and completely destroying them. Uh, I think they're going to be on a high after that. Uh, I think they're going to win this, but I think it's going to be a bit closer than 5-1 I think I'm going to go 3-1 to Celtic 3-1 that's what I was thinking as well actually uh, Celtic are 2-9 draw is 11-2 in St John's yep. so next up we've got what's that I was just going to say St Johnson might be thinking about a uh, third spot yeah it's a possibility uh, where, where Rangers down after that uh, there's a there's a chance that they, they could could sneak it there so, so perhaps uh, a victory at Celtic Park would would put them in, in course for that, but should they I be trying a hundred percent nonetheless? I put a bit of pressure on St Jordan's away record as well, it's been really good this season. But I struggle to see past Celtic. Um next up Kamarnik against Dundee. I'm gonna go for a home win here, I'm gonna go two 0 uh, I'm gonna go for a draw. Oh Desmond. Uh, so Kamarnik are twenty three to twenty, the draw's twelve to five, yeah thirteen to five. And last up on Saturday there is Motherwell against Ro I'm going to go for an away win. Greg will not like me for saying this, but an away win, 2-1 to Ross County. I'm going to go for... I'm going to go for another draw, actually. And I'll go 1-0. Uh, Motherwell, 17-10. The draw, 12-5. Ross County are 13. And Sunday, an early kick-off. You get party this way against Rangers. Oh, I will. Here we're talking about the, the team that's... Uh... Going for going for fifty five, is it going to the best team in the best squad in the country? So Rangers are going to stroll us, aren't they? If, if all of that's true, uh, I'm going to go for a narrow one nil win. I think Partick Thistle will win two one. Um, the odds 
Thistle are 13 to 5, draws 12 to 5, and Rainy to 20. Uh, oh, I might have a wee bet on that. You bet on that, maybe? Aye, I think so. Um, and then last up, the Premiership, you've got Hearts against Aberdeen, 3 o'clock kickoff. Mm-hmm. I think Aberdeen are going to win this. I think they're going to win 2 0. Yeah, I was actually thinking. Um, Hearts are 12 to 5, the draw is 5 to 2, and Aberdeen are 23. So you might, ha- you might mm-hmm. end up having a wee away double on Sunday for yourself. Yes, although I don't, I don't like to to bet too much on Aberdeen. I don't like to wish them well, uh, too much. <laughs> Sorry, it's for some other way rounds as well. <laughs> uh, so, aye, there wasn't really anything that we agreed on there. To be fair, no, the, uh, no Aberdeen, but I don't. We can't put Aberdeen in charity, but um, so we need to be able to do the World Leagues. Yes, aye. And then, then it's going to be potluck, isn't it, because of the. The aye. season ending, really. Aye. Well, if we're looking at the championship, I, th- I think I would avoid uh, Morton, Dundee United. I think that's it's too up in the air. Who knows what's going to happen about that? But then I was looking at uh, the Dumbarton versus Falkirk. Do you fancy Falkirk? Yes. Uh, it could be a good shout because they're trying to make sure that they're secured. Yes. Second, well, the nice odds as well for Falkirk, six to five. All right. Yep. And what about in the Morton Dundee United game, both teams to score? Um, aye, could be decent. Unless you think Morton are just going to just go easy, unless you're, you're concerned that they've not got a lot to fight for. No, it's like Morton is kind of stumbling towards the end of this. That's my concern. I, I was I was just thinking that maybe maybe Dundee United might be trying a bit, a bit too hard, if you know what I mean. Uh, they could be leaving themselves open. Yeah. The goal. Uh, same could be said in the the Falkirk Dumbarton game. But let's see the both teams it's not mind you, it's not available yet. No the, the market yet. Pricing things up. Yeah. Still see, see if there's anyone else that jumps out, but I think I think those two those two. Ah, it could be a shout. Though I'm trying to see Livingston are reasonably good odds for them, but then they've won the league and they were seven to ten at Albion Rovers. Um Elgin are seventeen to twenty at home to Kills and Beef, but as you say, there's so much they can play for. Let's just go for the Falkirk, sixty-five in Morton. Right, we'll go with that. That sounds good. And we'll get the odds for the the both teams to score later on. Uh, then we need to think of our first goal and who. Hmm. So, what about going back to Ian Russell? Airdrie at home to Queens Park, maybe. He won. Was he injured? Did he win it twice? Aye. I'm not sure. I'm trying to see who. Anyone else that you can see as an option? Mm. Do we go for Malin again? I think nah, he would be really good odds, obviously up against it, but they've got a lot to fight for because they could get dragged into that playoff spot. And I think that they'll be going going for goals. He does have free kicks as well. Aye, why not? You never know. Yeah, I think we could get good good odds on him. Aye, let's go for him. Well, you would think he'll be a minimum of 10 to 1. They might even think be higher so. the fact the fact it's Easter Road. Yes. Right, we'll go, we'll go with that then. That sounds good. Nice and decisive. Um, right. And that probably includes the podcast. I don't think there's anything else we've missed, missed from the week going by. Or, the, uh, or, or what's coming up. I did want to gesture uh, on Saturday uh, and say that I'm glad that he appeared on the telly. I'm glad that his picture got taken because it makes it easier for to, to find them and get them banned. And uh, I hope that nothing physical happens to him, but I do hope that 
uh, his behaviour is, is noted by his peers uh, because it's just he's a fool. If you really want to stand in the in the in the stands and and, and shout that a player's a dick or or, or whatever, uh, but there's there's no need to go down the the route of race. It's just at the end of the day, it's a game of football. Yeah, he'd be scoring I... goals for for another team if he was playing for them. He'd, he'd score goals for Rangers if he played for Rangers. He's just he's just a guy. Just, just a guy doing his job. Exactly. Aye. It's just disappointing, uh, and again bringing shame on on many many others who just simply go to the football to support their team. Uh, aye. That as well when you consider the mix of players that Rangers have as well in terms of countries and different races as well. Yes, I've, all he should be concerning himself about is uh, as a player any good or not. Is uh, it's just I I don't know. I can't I can't really try and uh, work out what folk like that think of. Uh, but no, I can't. But I hopefully he does get a ban because his, his picture should be fairly easy to do. I would have thought. Well, I think uh, I read earlier. I think he's been. He's in court tomorrow. Is he? Good. Aye. Um, Good. That's from uh, BBC one News. thing I do notice. Good. One thing I notice when uh, games like this come up, uh, there's a lot of new faces appear. Uh, it's not the usual uh, season ticket holders that you see. I don't know if they tend to avoid it and give their tickets to somebody else. But yeah, it's uh, certainly not the usual faces that you see. Strange, I, I don't know. I don't know what goes through people's heads when a, a game of that magnitude comes up. I, even if uh, Rangers and Celtic were playing again this weekend, I would still want to go. Aye, uh, maybe, maybe cash in on our tickets. Yeah, maybe aye. Save for a decent price. Yes, aye. But, but I think that, that was it uh, that, that I wanted to, to cover. Aye, no, that was good. Uh, good to have you back on as well. Yeah, it was good to come back on uh, and... I do have a wee bit of a moan about Rangers when I come on. Uh, it's just because I've not, not been on for a while and I need to get it off my chest. That's all right. It's like uh, we, we now offer counselling services as well on the podcast. So. Yes. Aye, aye. Uh, but yeah, as I said at the start, I, it's lucky that Chris isn't here because cause I, he would have been too pleased uh, to speak to me about uh, the situation at Celtic and to say that, that everything's going right for them. Is an understatement. Uh, on the pitch, off the pitch, it's, it must be must be brilliant to be a Celtic fan at the moment. Happy days. Aye, it's good for them, aye. So aye, aye, good for them, eh? Shite for the rest of us. <laughs> see when Kenny Miller scored, uh, we play a, a tune after uh, he scored. It's a tune by Madness. Can't remember what it's called. So it was 4 0 at the time, Kenny Miller scores, and it was a polite applause for him. Celtic <laughs> fans are bloody singing along to the song, aren't they? They're celebrating the goal. <laughs> Just tear a bit in there. Aye. Aye. Oh, well. That's good change in football quickly, you never know. But aye. Aye. You, you need to it. experience these times, John, to really appreciate the better times. Aye, keep telling yourself that, aye. Yes, aye. Aye, I'll be an old man by the time it comes round. Aye, possibly. Right. Hey, bye. Thanks for having me on. Cheers, Craig. Cheers. Bye. Bye.